heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. My name is Susie McGinn and our spe- a very special guest today is the very familiar Father Robert Sears. And so I welcome you, Father, and I just want to tell our listeners a few things about you before we begin. Uh, Father Sears is past president of ACT Heals, an association of health care providers who bring Jesus' healing to health care. A former professor at Jesuit School of Theology in Chicago and the Institute of Pastoral Studies of Loyola University, Chicago, he is a much in demand spiritual director, counselor, retreat presenter, and writer on various aspects of healing. Father Sears is considered a foremost authority on the family system and healing the family tree and is a featured speaker monthly on WSFI 88.5 FM's Healing the Whole Person, which, of course, obviously is today's show. And so (laughs) welcome, Father Sears. Thank you. Father's going to um, uh, introduce us to another one of the wonderful fruits of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to... Um, we're going to be talking about kindness today, which is sorely needed in all of our lives, and especially in our world. Uh, and I was just thinking this morning during my prayer time, I was just looking out the window, and the beautiful snow, and the blue sky, and the sun shining at last, uh, how beautifully the Holy Spirit as he hovered above the earth when he, it was all created, what he made for us, what God hath wrought. And I was, I, and not only that now, his mission now that our dear Lord has been incarnated and come to us and is present to us in the Eucharist, now the Holy Spirit uh, indwells us and, and makes Jesus alive in our lives through his gifts, through his fruits. And so that's what we've been focusing on these last several months with Father Sears. First the gifts, and now we're doing the fruits. And so I just welcome this discussion today on kindness, uh, Father. And uh, so let us begin. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. You know, th- that's a very good I- image that you started with because in some ways, you know, People take a walk in the woods or whatever, they can feel the life in the trees and the kindness of God. You know, this, the trees and also the trees themselves are kind to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because I have some people who I uh, counsel and they, they are arborists. And so they tell me about how trees protect each other, that they're when they're in a group, they sure. all communicate through their roots, etc. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was and thinking this morning, <laughs> how they, they throw their roots down so deeply right. into the earth, and we just see a little bit of it above ground. But right. that's what exactly. God wants us to do as well, huh? Yeah, these, now, th- these fruits of the Holy Spirit, remember, they're a little different from the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are, are action. 
you know so they wisdom knowledge understanding fortitude these are to help us in our action for the lord and to have the action be in the in lord's spirit the fruits of the holy spirit are in a sense what what blossoms in us when we live out of those actions so they're called fruits you know that they blossom from us when we live out of the the uh, beauty of god's spirit which is love joy peace patience and those are the ones we've already dealt with and as as you mentioned susie that we're dealing with kindness uh, today the, the greek word for that is christotes christotes so christotes. it's uh, it means mm -hmm. Uh, <clears throat> various things and it's uh, it's kind of like consolations but <clears throat> these in general the fruits are consolations of the Holy Spirit so when <clears throat> Christotes takes over that is it's as somebody described it a sympathetic kindliness or sweetness of temper that men might have that put others at their ease and and shrinks from giving pain so there are other words that have been used. They're just trying to get a goodness or bounty, a benignity or kindliness. And there are even qualities that the Romans, uh, the philosophers and thinkers of the Romans, uh, spoke about for their gods. So the kindness, Marcus Aurelius had said, of God is expressed in forgiving sinners which is also what Christians believe. Absolutely. So a man belongs to God when he has gentleness, generosity, patience, and affection, they would say. You know, these are qualities that, that kindness kind of touches on. So, it's a so the Old Testament kindness. is very yeah. clear about it. The goodness of God is not a moral holiness to cause us to be afraid or to shrink away. It is a kindness, and it draws people with cords of love. It isn't the way we sometimes think of God, because in the Old Testament, you know, to see God was to die, or to, you know, if you did something like the wrong movement with the Ark of the Covenant, the person died immediately, you know. It's, oh. So that, that frightened David, so he didn't bring the Ark into, the, into <laughs> Jerusalem. Yeah. And he left it there in at Obed-Ebon's place for three months. And then when Obed-Ebon was being blessed by the Lord, <laughs> David thought it would it might be time to bring it into yes. Jerusalem. And so then he, he did that wonderful dance before the <laughs> ark, right? <laughs> yes, he did a dance before the ark. Yes. So so he was, he was uh, getting the other side of God, which is kindness and goodness. So God has that kindness but it isn't to be taken advantage of because the kindness of God is is paired with his justice so if we take advantage of it and we think that he's just going to forgive everything no matter what we do whether we m repent or not that that's a misjudgment because God is just and he has to treat us according to our actions and our responses that's right. but his kindness draws people so the Lord for example, what you mentioned there, Susie, is uh, the kindness that you have in, in the, um, you know, the trees and nature and 
the flowers and all the things that God, the birds of the air, he uses that himself. Jesus, you know, look at the birds of the air. They neither toil nor reap. Your mm. heavenly Father takes care of them. Yes. So the Lord will give kindness to our land, he says, and he shall yield its fruit. So when he's kind to the land, it yields fruit. And when we sin, though, that, that brings judgment on our land, too. Absolutely. So, sure. <clears throat> so nature responds to that, too. Right. So, so it's good. A, mm-hmm. you could Go say ahead. a divine kindness that is his. It's different from our just being thoughtful of one another. But it's yes. from here. I remember no. when we talked about the uh, fruit joy, we were talking about how joy is a divine gift. These are all divine instilled gifts. They're not something that we can engender ourselves, but they're from God. So they have a special power and effect uh, in our lives, other than just being nice people, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that that's one. I, I uh, mentioned that in one of the reflections that I have here. There's two unusual places where Christos fills out the meaning of kindness. And one of them is precisely where the disciples of John the Baptist and the Pharisees <clears throat> said that the disciples John fast and those of Jesus do not. And Jesus answered that <clears throat> you don't put new wine into old wineskins right, or old Sunday, wines yeah. or the old wineskins will burst. And further, he says, no one who has been drinking old wine desires new. For he says that the old wine is good, Christos. <laughs> in other words, we can have imitations of God's thing just because we get into the habit of receiving it. Absolutely. And, and so we feel it's good because it's it's not shocking us or doing anything, you know, that would be uh, beyond what we could humanly understand as good. But in a sense, he's also showing that Christos has a version that is human and that that simply gets habitual but Jesus said his gift is beyond that so he's the new wine and so really the the fruits of the Holy Spirit are the new wine it's what we would get very overwhelmed with the the goodness of God as mm-hmm. he sends and doesn't spare his own son. Probably what he, he served at the wedding feast at Cana, too. Yes, the new yes. wine, right? He saved right, the, the best. best wine until, yes, yes. exactly. Before yes. I forget, Father, we have a lovely guest in the studio with us today, a dear friend, uh-huh. Bonnie Quirk, who is a very familiar person here on WSFI and uh, a great supporter and volunteer at the station here. So welcome, Bonnie, and I hope she will add to her our discussion as well. Thank you. Okay, Uh, does does she want to mention anything? If she does, uh, you can just bring her in. I I want to just uh, give a few examples of the kindness because, in a sense, you know, there's very many ways first of all we did mention it as far as nature is concerned but also the judgments of god for his judgments are kind yes mm-hmm. psalm 119 the 39th verse and his instructions good and upright is the lord and thus he shows sinners the way in other words his his teachings are kind 
So God's kindness comes especially to certain people, the afflicted, you know, those who are the poor ones, those who hope and trust in the Lord, right. or those who fear God. Who so reverence these people, him. It, it's a, yeah. in a sense, <clears throat> his kindness is especially for those that uh, you might say are uh, open to receive it. You know that that they they're the little ones. They're the the people that are poor and are grateful for any gifts. You know, like the the uh, widow who put in her all she had to live on into the collection basket. She gave from her need. Yeah. Yes. She gave from her wants. Yeah. And uh, the um, poor in spirit, I often think, are not not necessarily poor in material goods, but they're poor because they're hungry for God. And that's something that we should all be. We should all feel a certain emptiness and desire for God to fill it with his Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and that, so there's the, the Beatitudes, and actually the, yeah. the Beatitude that this kindness is most akin to is the Beatitude of meekness. Blessed are the meek, uh-huh. for they shall possess the land. And meekness does not mean weakness. It doesn't mean that, that they aren't strong. It means that they aren't resisting to God. They are they're meek in the sense that they don't blame. They don't get angry at God. They they accept whatever God chooses. So when they don't resist God's gifts, then they're meek, and they will possess the land. Interesting. Right. When we when we don't uh, question what God lets happen in our lives, but we just accept it and ask God to help us to grow with it, then we're meek right. and humble of heart. And that's what this kindness is, in a sense. It's reaching out to those people who are humble of heart, and they can receive it. It So those those who wait for the Lord, for example, will possess the land. The meek will possess the land. They shall delight in abounding peace. And so that's uh, it's uh, Psalm 37 is all about that, and it it is it's one of the places where trust in the Lord and do good that you may dwell in the land and enjoy security so kindness is a mark of the good person and the psalmist uh, in Psalm 52 4 laments that no one is kind <laughs> he must have, he must not have well, had very good experiences it sounds like our culture is getting this way you know mm. like we have a hard time really uh, being kind to one another. So I think that because we see things so differently and we feel like people are stopping us from talking, that's not very kind, from giving our point of view, for example. So those are all unkind things to do, as though we were not trusting people or not wanting to hear from their point of view. That's going to be putting pressure on people rather than kindness. So God doesn't do that. He honors our freedom. It's very interesting because, you know, we we tend to, uh, you know, kind of be abrasive when people don't agree with us. But but God goes along with it. He doesn't necessarily have to have us agree. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
He's yeah, patient with, with, with our Adam weaknesses. Adam and Eve, I always like that one, because as soon as Eve blamed the serpent, God went along with her. He didn't say, you know, now, come on. <laughs> yeah. You don't oh, really no, believe you that. Oh, no, you were the one that did it. But, you know, no, he accepted her choice, and he blamed the serpent because she blamed the serpent. Right. And and uh, he didn't blame Adam. Adam blamed Eve. So he, <laughs> then he spoke to Eve. You know? <laughs> yeah. In other words, God really accepts our freedom and works with it for our good. Yes. That's his kindness. Yeah. And if he, if he does have to break through, he does that too. But that's out of the kindness of his heart that he wants us to see what we're doing and make a decision that will be life-giving rather than one that would bring uh, judgment and death. You know. I came that's, across a, a verse from uh, St. Paul in, to the Philippians. And in, um, it's in the, uh, let's see, it's in the second chapter. And mm-hmm. it says... Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant. So we, he doesn't want us to do anything for our own desires, our own interests, our own powers, but for the love of others, just the way he gave himself and uh, and became man for us, the ultimate humil, hum, uh, humble act of all, for sure, being made man, being incarnated for us. Beautiful, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, and also the you know the gospels indicate that that God is kind even to the ungrateful. Yeah. So be children of the Most High. Luke six thirty five says, for He Himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. And Matthew says it a little differently. Mm-hmm. Be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good. It is because of this kindness of God that Jesus was sent into the world to save us. He didn't come to accuse us. He came to save us while we were still sinners. So this is God's attitude, which is really important uh, for us to develop because it is through that that actually people can change. You know, it's... it's, it's uh, you know, one of the Jungian therapists, and I've mentioned this before, came to the awareness that when I accept myself as I am, then I change. <laughs> uh-huh. When yeah. I put burdens on myself, I I try to do things, but then that just causes the fixation of the problem. But if I just accept myself as I am, I have a, a, a you know kind attitude towards myself. Then I'll change because right. I, I'm, I'm getting free of fear, and the fear is what causes me to get stuck. Right. <laughs> and we have to forgive ourselves, too. Yes. Don't yes. we have to be merciful, as the Father is merciful, towards ourselves? Uh, Amen. To free ourselves to receive the grace of His forgiveness and, Amen. and, and the fruits, again, of the Spirit then can be lived out in our lives. But if we're burdened with sin, 
and and uh, we're uh, constantly degrading ourselves and being self-deprecating he can't work with us he, yeah. we've got to see ourselves uh, as his creation the way he sees us and the way jesus sees us is uh, the way God sees us. Yes. It is also the way the Holy Spirit sees us. So all of the fruits of the Holy Spirit are effects of the Holy Spirit working in our hearts. And Jesus said the Holy Spirit uh, will not speak on his own, but he will reveal to you everything that I've told you. Yes, yes. So the Holy Spirit is really the spirit of Jesus and the Heavenly Father's love. Yes. <laughs> it tells us that in John 17. I love that so much. It just is a, it's very, very comforting, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> to it, know. Yeah, Gregory of Nyssa called the glory that is in John 17 as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you might say, is the glory. That is the radiation of the, the love of the Father and the Son wanting to be shared to the whole world so right. basically it's like it it's like the light from the from the sun it's coming down to warm us and to give life to us and that's really what god's kindness does it just warms us and gives life to us right. and so <clears throat> that's what we want to develop i i, I was mentioned one of the things as I was thinking about it, Bishop Barron gave a reflection. I think it was on Sunday's Gospel on Mark. It was the call of Levi. He was the yes. uh, tax collector. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, we noticed, of course, that Levi is the, is the name that is in the two lists in Mark and Luke. But in Matthew's Gospel, it's Matthew. So Ma right. <laughs> Matthew is Everybody the has two names, especially when, <laughs> when they meet Jesus, they get a new name. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, Even I us, a confirmation. We got a new name. name. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, the tax collector, he, he, Jesus said to him, you know, follow me. And he was so excited. What did he do? He gave a party with all his friends, you know. So all these tax collectors came together. And the Pharisees and the scribes were... Uh, scandalized that he would be eating with sinners like that and and Jesus explained he said it was the sick that need the physician and so he he reaches out to all people who who need the help and he's this kind to all of us who need that that help that that uh, that God's love provides right. and God is moved by that it's is interesting that he really didn't choose uh, uh, Pharisees or, or people who were in leadership in Jerusalem as his disciples. In fact, the only one even from Judea was Judas Iscariot who ended up betraying him. All the rest of the disciples were just ordinary people, fishermen or whatever, from Galilee, of all things. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> can anything good come from Galilee? Or from Nazareth. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what Nathaniel said. said. Yeah. Rather, uh, yeah. You know, the, uh, what's his name? That Nathaniel? 
I forgot his name now, but the one that, uh, remember Philip went to get him? Nathaniel, I think. Nathaniel, that's yes, right. Yes, yes, right. The gift of God. And yeah. Jesus said, here's an Israelite who's without guile. And he's the one that said, can anything good come from right. Nazareth? <laughs> and Jesus said, in, what I love about, he said about Nathaniel, in him there is no duplicity. It's and that's no what, I wish he'd say that about me, but I'm afraid he can't. <laughs> so, Father, can you hear that music? Uh, yes, I do. I'm sure our listeners can as well. So I'm signaling to us we're going to take a short break, and then we have some prayer requests, and then we'll go on with our discussion on kindness. Thank you, Father. Thank you. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. A prayer for deliverance with Father John Grigas, the rector of the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Kolbe at Marytown. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to come down upon us, the intercession of Our Lady and of all the saints and angels, and we come against any influence of the occult or the New Age that might have infiltrated any of our listeners, their children, their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews, brothers, and sisters, and families, and we bind Satan and all of his minions in any way that have bound any of these individuals or their families in this occult practices, and we invoke Mother Mary also in all the saints, and in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, I just break all bounds and all influences of the new age upon any one of our listeners, and may they be broken in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May He send upon them the grace of the Holy Spirit to free them, and may our Mother Mary place her motherly mantle to protect them and crush the head of the evil one as she was promised to do so in Genesis after the fall. Amen. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Welcome back to Healing the Whole Person. Again, my name is Susie McGinn, and our guest today is Father Robert Sears. Uh, and we're, our subject is the fruit of kindness, the fruit of the Spirit. But before we go on with the second half of our show, uh, we always like to stop now and remember the prayer requests that have come in through email and through um, our phone line here. And we have several today, Father. So um, I will read them and then ask you to pray for them if you'd be so kind. Okay. Uh, the first one is asking uh, a blessing uh, with an amazing new job with a great salary, benefits, and amazing people. She would like another one. Please uh, pray for my unwavering faith in the love and mercy of God for my faith. 
to endure to the very end. Another one is asking for prayer that my home life health will be blessed by the Lord and the poor souls in purgatory that I will pray for. Um, another is uh, where you have a, someone named Alex, another Irene, uh, a young man named Billy, and a, another friend, Charlie. We also pray for those who are going through divorce and those that are suffering collaterally from those divorces. We have someone also who's lost some animals and um, that those animals, I'm sure, bring this person great comfort that they would be returned. So, uh, Father, if you could please remember these um, prayer requests, we'd appreciate it very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things there, right? Yes, uh, there are, yes. <laughs> so, blessing is very good to be grateful for the things that God does give to us because gratitude is really one of the the major things that uh, we respond to when we're treated well. So that's wonderful. We do just pray that blessing. May the blessing f come upon this person who has this new job and thanks God to do it. And it, it may be leading him to a, a way of contributing to other people out of love, which is the nature of God's love. So let that blessing flow out to his generosity in sharing whatever he can with his new gifts uh, for God's people. And then pray for faith to to be deepened, especially to the end. You know, the that's very true because we get, true faith gets challenged. And then we really have to trust that nothing can happen in the world that God isn't in charge of because it wouldn't exist if he didn't permit it. So basically, everything that God lets happen in our life is for our good because God only loves and so we really uh, need to ask for that deepened faith because Lord nothing can happen in our lives because nobody can change your eternal choice you're beyond this creation so nothing in creation can alter God's lordship he is king and nobody does anything he doesn't permit because they simply wouldn't exist and so we just Thank you, Lord, and ask that this person's faith will be deepened and that they'll just rest in your love that's totally reliable because you don't change it. It isn't something that comes and goes. And then for home life, that it be really blessed because if we can pray, oftentimes don't try too hard to change it. Just try. It's very important to get the message for today is kindness and love. We'll mention another example that will be relevant to this, that you can bring that into your home life and things people work out beautifully. These other people that prayed, Alex and Irene and Dylan and Charlie, we just bless Lord for all their intentions and what they are, are looking for and want to receive. And then also, finally, we bless for the divorces because uh, this is a very deep wound, not just for the partners, but for the children. And it, it takes uh, really that kindness. It's very important from a family system's point of view that even though you have a divorce, there's no reason not to love or to honor the previous relationship. 
We don't want to carry over any resentment into another relationship or into the rest of our life because God let that first marriage take place and he was teaching both of you something through that and what they taught is very important and so one of the things that he teaches in all our relationships and through the difficulties of them that we need to love one another even if we've gotten hurt by them because that hurt is taught us, given us wisdom about something that we wouldn't have done if we knew about it, for example. Or if you have another relationship, you'll make sure that that kind of divisiveness wouldn't grow in it. And so, Lord, we just ask that mm -hmm. they would be reconciled, with, that they have learned from that previous relationship, and so they can honor it and continue to wish good for the other partner yes. so that they can choose well too now in this new situation. That's so important. Thank you, Lord. Yes. We pray that also for a lost animal. The animals, in a sense, teach us affection because they're so effective, you know, and sure. so that's why we get attached to them so much. But as we're free to let those animals go, then we let that part of us that needs love be really more totally surrendered to God because he loves us that, with that same intensity and he doesn't want to share it because we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart and he doesn't, he's not jealous for other relationships but he wants us to be, all our relationship to be grounded in his love and so we ask Lord that you would open this person to your love and gratitude for the animal that was with them and just wish them well and uh, ask God to guide us in the next stage of our life. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, okay. Father. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, now, um, we can go back to our... Uh, yes, we'll go back to our discussion on the fruit of the Spirit called kindness. And uh, we were we were talking about how important it is to know um, the the fruit of God's love too. Yes. Uh, it uh, it's hard to talk about kindness and love and joy and peace and patience without using them all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah, they're the, all that. well, the, in some ways they are all present. Yeah, right. So it is all they're all qualities of love and God's love. So they they do there is a unity to it, but they show up in different ways and in different parts of our life. And one of one of the uh, two things that was kind of unusual about the word is uh, I hadn't mentioned we mentioned it with regard to the wine. You know that the <laughs> the, the old is good, so yes. we have a natural kind of crestos or kindness of God. But also that the, <clears throat> there's one is another is in Matthew eleven thirty where Jesus says, take upon, you know, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Yes. The word for easy is creston. <laughs> my yoke is easy, my burden oh, is light. Now, yes. what does that mean? Well, as uh, William Barclay, who was commenting on the word, he was saying that crestos in this context can mean well-fitting, Oh, yes. Oh, sure. Not, not tyrannically imposed. In other words, God's yoke isn't kind of piled onto us, 
but it's 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 easy. It's, it's tailor made. <laughs> I it's always say our <laughs> our problems are tailor made for us. You know, yes. sometimes we look at other people's lives and say, how can they endure this or that or this? How this situation? Where do they get the strength? But God gives us the strength through His yes. grace to endure what we have to endure, and that's what the yoke is. It's right. it's His grace balancing out the need in our lives so that it fits perfectly it's it, yeah it's just what we need at that point now exactly. i look back for example and i it's taken me 85 years to uh, you know not uh, resist anything because i figure god's totally kind and so he wouldn't let anything happen that he didn't mean to bring good out of so i I should just let go of trying to save myself or trying to correct what God has done. Like I said, in the womb, I won't be a burden, you know, and that right. made me a burden. Right. And so then I found that out when I was 42. Well, now another 43 years, <laughs> I realizing that even what I said, I won't be a burden because I'm not a burden to God. I was still protecting my mother from me by choosing God as my support. And that was blocking my human development because then I didn't need to have the, the in and outs of human relationships. Oh, and all of yeah. those are also intended. It wasn't a mistake that God put me in a family where my mother would be had her hands full with two, and then I'd be the third, right, coming right fairly close to the other two. I, it wasn't a mistake. It taught me something, but it also, it wasn't my thing to correct. Right, right. <laughs> in other words, when I... I uh, said, I won't be a burden because I'm not a burden to God. I was letting God be my support, but I was still protecting my mother from me <laughs> by not being a, a needy son. Right, right. Whereas I had to let myself be a burden. We have to be. It wasn't my be, problem. <laughs> yes, we have to be needy. You know, um, at, on our wedding day, my husband gave a toast at our wedding to me and he said I don't love you just because I need you but even more and much more important I need you because I love you oh that's beautiful isn't yeah. that beautiful <laughs> yes yeah and right. that's I think what you're Did saying he change his mind later on <laughs> no <laughs> I don't think so he was a great yeah, I think there have to be bad marriages before there are good ones but yeah the, well, <laughs> well we, but we in were other both... words, all marriages are going to have challenges and oh we did oh we did <laughs> how to be kind to each other oh yeah yeah no 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 we certainly <laughs> did we had our challenges and we we gave the Lord a few challenges too to right. by our own free will but um, no but one of the things I'm most grateful for was God putting him into my life uh, I'll never never not be grateful for that so yeah. uh, but that's another story that's another story yeah. um, but anyway it is beautiful how God's let me, grace let me bring up this this uh, the past last example because it might or fill out some of these things here sure. because this example is I've been writing an article on ecumenism because uh, I come as you said uh, past president of Actios and that's an ecumenical healing uh, group that integrates our Christian spirituality with uh, healthcare and so we have to learn how to really get get along with one another who have different denominations 
And so I wrote a book, or wrote an article, longer article, on the trauma of the broken church because we've been broken into about thirty-five thousand different Christian denominations. As, yes, as yes, I know. Not, we're not unified in that sense. And even though we've worked some of these things out, you know, in, in uh, conferences and committees, etc., especially with the Lutherans and the the uh, Anglicans and the uh, Orthodox, but. Uh, <clears throat> You know, they were still divided, even so. And so I had an insight into a new way of approaching it, and that's what I thought I would write this little article on. What is it? It was basically that Jesus had said to the Samaritan woman, Woman, the time will come when neither in this mountain, Gerizim in in Samaria, nor in Jerusalem will God be worshipped, because God is spirit. And he wants to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. And so that, in other words, he want, in some ways, you know, the very difficulties we have in the church are throwing us back into what's totally trustworthy, which is Jesus. Because the denominations are sinful in many ways, or they wouldn't have divided up in the first place, you know. Yeah. So we have missed the point at some point. Like, for example, we, we, we started to be... Um, not really welcoming to the Jews, even because it seemed like they were the ones that caused Jesus' death. So we were thinking of that point rather than the fact that Jesus freely died for them. He couldn't cause anything if he didn't give permission. Right. <laughs> he, he freely gave his life because he loves the Jews. So basically, it's not uh, something that we should ever hold against anybody. It's It's simply part of the plan that God has to bring about the healing of as many people as as we can. So it's their sense of not being there that opened it up so clearly to the Gentiles. Yes. So yes. us and we could move out to it. Yeah. And so this this story came to me in the light of that and it was a story by Nancy H. Nancy was a, a friend of mine actually and I, I knew her and she when after 26 years of being very religious in Baptist or Baptist church and her husband uh, working with her as a musician, etc., she found out he was dying of AIDS. And he had had, uh, during that time, oh. a homosexual relationship that was hidden from her. And it, it was so painful for her that that she well her she had three children one boy and, and two girls oh. uh, who also were disillusioned you know that that he could keep that a secret for for all his years twenty five years or oh, whatever oh my goodness yes and and so oh, she was struggled with that and then ten years later she her daughter called her and said you know I've fallen in love and uh, so she was about ready to celebrate but she said it was with a uh, another woman, and uh, so that homosexual relationship, and the, the other woman was a public figure, Ellen DeGeneres of oh TV goodness. fame, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it was all made public, and it was uh, embarrassing and, what and shame. And they, she struggled with that for another few years, about two, three years, and then ultimately she she hit on. Uh, the passage of Jesus that he told about the prodigal son. And what what dawned on her was not so much the son as the father, you know, yeah. because it was the father's attitude towards the son that really opened her eyes because the father didn't blame the son at all. 
He yeah. was so happy to have him back again. I often and, think that story should be called The Prodigal Father. Yeah, The Prodigal Father. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And so she, she realized that God was always loving yeah. him and was really being kind to him in that sense uh, all yes. the time. And he just gave him a party. So it was something like the Levi, you know, getting his party. Yes, and, yes. And so she made a decision, and she really meant it. She promised God that she, from that time on she would love and, def and respect her daughter uh, whether or not she agreed with him, which she didn't, and the daughter knew that, but that wasn't the point. No. <laughs> the point is that God loves and respects all of us, even though we're all sinners. Right. You know, he said he no one is good except God. Right, he doesn't but love God, our sin, but he so loves he, us. Right, yes. never stops loving us. Right. No matter and who so or he, what we do. She loved and respected her daughter, and as soon as she made that commitment, the next day, her daughter gave up the relationship with Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, my God. Ah, <laughs> such healing. See Isn't how important that, so? that is to release that and give Isn't it to powerful? God. That is powerful. Yes, oh, that's God very... said, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when we have that attitude towards others, that's going to be much more effective in bringing about the reconciliation. That's why we can talk about divorces as honoring that relationship. You still love the person. You didn't make a mistake. It's just that you it was for that particular time. Yes. And, and, and you find as you got deeper that that wasn't what you needed. And it wasn't what they needed either because they were falling out of love with you whatever that is so right. how can you fall out in and out of love that's a feeling see god right god's love is is not a feeling and no, so you no. don't fall in and out of it it's god a doesn't fall in and out of his love that's he right. only loves and so everything he does is out of love he just has to wait for our response because love is a two-way street and if you don't receive it, he can't give it because he won't force us. Love does not force, it's free. And so he's inviting us to believe that he loves you with all his heart and he wouldn't spare anything. He didn't spare his own son. He's giving everything for us. It's so important of what, what we are in his sight. We're yep. worth everything to him. And that's why he can ask us to love him with all our heart, with all our soul, yeah. so that we don't have to be shocked if there's difficulties because that's part of our purification. Yeah. If we don't do it here, we'll have to do it later because if if we aren't like Jesus, we're going to have to be pruned afterwards because right. we're all children of God in Jesus and there's only one God and one Jesus. And so Jesus prayed that we would be united as he is in the Father, and the Father is in him. And that's totally one. And so if we aren't totally one, we're going to have to be totally one in order to get to be see God face to face. Otherwise, right. the shock would be so great, we wouldn't want to go there right. <laughs> until we're purified. And we are his most precious creation. Amen. There's and no he always looks on us with that attitude, and he's willing to give everything to us if we open to receive it. And we can we receive it at, to the degree we can because he won't force it, and he won't give us more than we can take. No. It's perfectly fitting. It's Christos. Speaking kindly. of something 
giving and taking that's something we'd like to do right now father we'd like to ask you in closing for your blessing we want to receive this from our dear lord through your ministry and your priesthood amen thank you lord may the blessing of almighty god which is fitting for each of us the father son and the holy spirit descend upon you and make you feel welcome and open your hearts to receive it with gratitude through christ our lord amen amen Amen. thank you so much father we look forward to next month what's our subject next month kindness Uh, blood joy peace patience kindness long suffering or uh, yeah well there's the one that one that's next in the the galatians passages so okay we'll 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 surprise everybody (laughs) thank you father thank you You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.